Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindra Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. I'm Judith Rivers, who along with my husband, Dwayne, formed the Rivers team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography to marketing and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show reveal God in a new way. We look in the mirror of our dogs. In the reflection, we find aha moments, bringing to light a deeper understanding of love, value, purpose, and belonging. Find us at GodInOurDogs.com. Click follow on the God In Our Dogs page on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube, where you'll find bonus material from our guests. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Our guest today is Kendall County Criminal District Attorney Nicole Bishop. After a tough day at the office or in court, she loves nothing better than time with her husband, daughter, and of course, her three dogs. Her dogs would introduce her as their exciting, lovable, generous mom who loves to go on walks, play at the dog park, or cuddle on the couch. Welcome, DA Nicole Bishop. We're so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, you know, you've told me you've had dogs since you were a little girl. What was your first memorable dog? Um, probably my first memorable dog was the one that was mine. You know, so I was, when I was born, my parents had two Dobermans. But um, when I was probably about six or seven, we got another Doberman, Rosebud. And uh, that dog was, I was with her all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh-huh. and, and just loved it. Loved every minute with her. Yeah. And so what was she like? You know, she was very interesting. I never really felt like I was taking care of her. It was really more like she was taking care of me. How interesting. Um, and she was. She always stuck right by me. She was very protective, um, very loving, um, always wanted to be right next to you in the middle of everything that was going on. And just a very, very serious dog, but a very seriously lovable dog as well. Uh-huh. When you say serious, how did she express that? You know, she just would be very watchful. 
and it was always about making sure that everything was safe before we got to have fun and we oh, got to have to play uh-huh. and just very just checked on me all the time and made sure I mean I was pretty accident prone I think I my parents probably tell you it. there was a period of time I probably tried to kill myself on the regular um <laughs> not on purpose we not on purpose say. no not on purpose um but you know I was very adventuresome um I loved hiking I loved going out and you know exploring and that dog would be right with me all the time Uh uh-huh that is so fun and so you moved around a little bit when you were young as well was rosebud with you during that whole time she was with me for a lot of the moves that i had and and for me that was a source of stability because once i started school and we were moving to different schools and different places and i was an only child you know it could be very lonely and that dog was always there with me and a lot of times i didn't have a lot of friends and we'd move someplace only be there for a little while and it was just me and, and my dog. Uh-huh. They have such a neat presence about them, don't they? They do. Yeah. They really do. Yeah, they can become your best friend if that's who you're talking to all the time, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you have dogs most of your life then or like into college and after college? I, I had them, um, you know, while growing up. And then when I went to college, didn't have a dog while I was in college or in law school because... I want to properly care for a dog, and Mm -hmm. that's not really the best environment sometimes. And so as soon as I got my first job out of law school, I got another Doberman. And so, Nicole, what was the Doberman's name? Her name was Ava. Yeah, and tell me about her and your life. Oh, that dog lived for me. I met her when she was three days old. She was the runt of the litter, and I would go and see her pretty much every day after work until I could bring her with me. And I think... From that moment, it was just her and I, and she loved me, and she would forget about all of her siblings, and she would come running to me, and so oh, how sweet. it was so special when I finally got to take her home. Yeah, that's neat. So was was that lonely for her, or were you guys such a, like, duo that it was, it was fun for her anyway, even though you were at work? Yeah, no, I think, you know, we were such a, a duo, and, you know, I was living, I was working in Caldwell, Texas, and I lived in a tiny two-bedroom house um, in the middle of a cow pasture, like you would look out the window and there'd be cows there. Um, and so it was very desolate and I was very busy. I was working all the time. And so she was really, again, you know, my only companion at the time. And I just loved spending time with her. I couldn't wait to get home to her uh, at the end of the day. So another best friend. Yes. So what are some memorable things that she did with you when you were still single? Well, I could probably train her to do almost anything. She was perfect puppy. She never, you know, if she couldn't hold it, she went on the puppy pads. She never chewed anything up. She got real mad at me one time when I left her a little too long and she took all my shoes out the doggy door and put them in the yard. (laughs) But she didn't chew them up. You know, we had a cat that kind of adopted her. Oh, isn't that interesting? And the two of them would just rough house and play and they Uh just, they just loved each other. But, you know, she just, we'd go on walks on the dirt road and I'd take her everywhere with me. And, you know, she was just such a sweet animal. She loved the laser pointer. I mean, she would chase that thing until she'd pass out. Usually you hear about cats doing that, not so much dogs. That's fun. Right. You would think, and I got it for the cat, but she ended up loving it. And Uh so, you know, that would be, if I couldn't go for a walk, I would just go outside and do the laser pointer and she would just chase it until she just fell over. And she was just so good. She learned how to open doors and close them behind her. She was just incredibly smart. You know, that's kind of cool about the door thing, but that could be a little dangerous too. (laughs) Yes, it could. It could. You have to be careful with the lever door handles. Um, And of course, this one's figured it out too. But, you know, she was just 
And of course, the typical Doberman, she was a Velcro dog. She wanted to be touching me at all times. You uh -huh. have no privacy anymore when you yeah. get a Doberman. Yeah. They just, I think one time she actually ate, she did chew something up. She ate the uh, surrounding frame of a door to get to me oh, no. at one point. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's <laughs> so, determination. Yes. So yeah. she was wanted to be right next to you all the time. Yeah. Well, and I should say, because, you know, this is a radio and podcast show and not a video type show, that you were pointing at one of your current dogs, Tootsie. Yes, I'm sorry. That. She's like that. <laughs> I thought about that so I thought, Yeah, I thought I'd better tell people. Well, um, so... How did she adapt when you got married and then later on had a little girl? What did what did she do? You know, because it was just us, I think what she, there was always room in her heart for more people. There was always room. I mean, I still, I think I was still always number one, but when it came to my husband, I mean, she loved him and she wanted to be around him. And then when my daughter was born and we brought her home, she was very, very gentle with her and very concerned, especially during tummy time, <laughs> about like her flipping over oh, yeah. and very, you know, just very concerned. And, you know, she would stand there when Sloan started walking and let her hold her for stability and and just loved that kid. And, and it was every new person that came into our life for her. It was like, OK, this is part of our family. This uh -huh. is now my family now. And that was so special to have, she was with me from the beginning of all of that, through my first job, through my marriage, through my child. You know, she's in my campaign photos for the <laughs> DA's race. I mean, we, we, we took pictures of her. That's our family. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and she felt the same way. That's really cool to hear how adaptable our dogs can be sometimes. You know, we wonder if we're that adaptable. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about who your current dogs are. Okay. So I have Scooby, and he is an Anatolian Shepherd mix, which is a lot different than Dobermans, I've learned. Uh -huh. And then we have Elmo. He is a Rhodesian Ridgeback Doberman mix. And then I've got Tootsie, who's about eight months old, and she's a full Doberman minus her front leg, <laughs> one of her front yeah. legs. So, and they're just, I they bring me so much joy. Yeah, they really do. Fun. And I, it's so much fun to meet Tootsie because she's a lot like Hank. You know, we had another guest that had a three-legged dog. Uh -huh. And she's just, you know, hopping around like there's nothing missing. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Well, yeah, she, she doesn't. And that's the thing. That dogs don't really feel sorry for themselves. They just move on with life mm -hmm. and they adapt to the best of their ability with what, what they've been given. Yeah. And yeah. it's so incredible to see her and how much it doesn't even phase her, really. Yeah. Boy, couldn't we learn a lesson about that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we some we all have challenges in our life in one way or another, and sometimes we let them get the best of us, don't we? Yeah, I don't think that's God's plan for us to to um, not trust him and, and not um, be able to deal with things that happen in life. Well, I mean, I, I know it's a, maybe a cliche, but they always say, you know, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And I firmly believe in that. I, you know, I don't think... I've ever, there's ever been a time in my life, even the toughest times where I didn't think God knew what he was doing mm -hmm. and that I was going to be okay. In the end, I was going to be okay. Yeah. I, I think sometimes maybe things happen or that are more than maybe what God wanted us to have, but he's there to help us handle what we have. Absolutely. Too. So, it, which is what you just said. So I, I think that's really reassuring, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Well, before you tell us about some of the stories that have happened more recently, which are a lot of fun, I'd like to take a little bit of a break and um, tell our guests about our sponsor today, which is the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning. The Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning are husband and wife, Judith, 
and Dwayne Rivers. I can attest to the Rivers team deep understanding of residential and ranch properties. Judith and Dwayne genuinely care for clients. The Rivers team handles it all from strategizing before the listing to staging, marketing, negotiating, and closing a favorable deal. Buying and selling real estate is stressful. The Rivers team makes the process as enjoyable as possible. That's how the Rivers team is reinventing real estate. Check them out at theriversteam.com. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Kendall County Abstract, and the Rivers team with Phyllis Browning. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, godandourdogs.com, with bonus material inspired by our show guests on the Want a Treat page. Check out the show webpage for regular updates, resources, and thoughts to ponder. That's godandourdogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. This is LaDonna Mack, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Kendall County District Attorney Nicole Bishop is our guest. Before the break, D.A. Bishop told us about Rosebud and Ava, her Dobermans, plus about the dog she has right now. I, from our discussion ahead of the show, it sounds like you had quite the time during COVID with Scooby and surprise guests, I guess you would say. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I did. I just lost Ava and it was that January and I was, you know, having a hard time with it. And I, a friend of mine, Rhonda and, and Jessica Menarsen, they have a, a rescue. And so Jessica had suggested I go and, and see this dog at the Kendall County Shelter. They needed a foster home for him. And I was like, well, I can foster. And it helped because coming to the house felt really empty without having that dog there. And so I, I went and he was very, very timid, very, very standoffish. And I said, okay, well, I'll bring him home. I'll try it. And, you know, he was, he was having a hard time trusting. Sometimes I couldn't get him back in the house. It was very clear he probably had never been indoors before. Oh, wow. Ceiling fans, mirrors, all of these things mm-hmm. were brand new for him. Well, and that breed is used for livestock, isn't it? Yes. So I've, I've learned I've learned a lot about Anatole and Shepherd since because they're completely different and they're very instinctually driven and they're very protective. So their, their job is to protect livestock. And so my friend, again, had sent me a link to a Doberman that was pregnant that they needed a foster home for. Uh-huh. And I just couldn't say no. There was something about this picture. So we get her and it turns out she's got 13 puppies. Oh my we take gosh. her for the ultrasound and she has 13. Oh my gosh. And so... A pregnant dog with 13 puppies. Yeah. <laughs> so we got her for about five days before she had those puppies. And Scooby was very protective of her. I mean, he was very... he watched over her. He never let her out of his sight. You know, they would play. You know, we were trying to get fleas off of her and try to give her as much food as possible because she was underweight and get her in the best possible position. And so we'd gotten all the things for puppies. I'd never done puppies before. And there was, it was a Saturday and she started having her, her babies. And of course, mama dogs don't really like other dogs around when they're doing that. But she was outside on our porch and I have a picture of him sitting right there at the door watching. He the was still doing time. his job, wasn't he? Was he was still doing his job. Yeah. And so she had 12 of the puppies survived and they just were probably 
such a joy at the time. It was my, it's what got me through COVID. You know, we were working from home and those puppies were just, if I could, I would just raise puppies all the time Mm -hmm. because I just, I loved it so much and Scooby loved it. And, you know, Mama Dog pretty much let him take over whenever he wanted after probably the first three days. And Mm -hmm. those puppies crawled all over him. We uh, did a Harry Potter theme with their names. So everybody had a Harry Potter themed name. Uh Uh, Moaning Myrtle was very vocal, (laughs) (laughs) but they were wonderful. And I think we had them until they're about 12 weeks old and they were all adopted out. I think two stayed in Texas, including Elmo. And the rest went kind of the Northeast and the uh, Northwest to people adopting them. They shipped them out and I stay in contact with them. We did a first year Zoom birthday oh, how with all of the puppies. <laughs> and it's just, it, it's amazing to kind of see, it's, they're just little bundles of joy and happiness. And, and I, I just loved it. Well, what's so interesting to me is you've had a lot of purebred dogs, but you've also had a lot of rescues, if, especially if you include all the puppies. And one of the things that you talked a little bit about before the show was how the transformation and the rescues kind of took place. Now they, you, you mentioned Scooby wasn't really trusting at the beginning. What do you think made them change? So that's what was, you know, I think that Scooby and I both had some healing to do and mm-hmm. go through and he, he didn't trust. He wasn't, you know, he was scared and timid and part of having those puppies, his instincts took over, but he, I think also he saw how I interacted with the puppies and I mm-hmm. saw how he did. And so through that, I think we bonded and we had a very strong bond that really kind of helped me get over the loss of, not so much get over, but get through the loss of, of Ava. And for him, I think it also helped him get through whatever pain from his past. Because when we got him, he had He'd been hit by a car and his hip was broken and it had never been properly fixed. And so he was in a lot of pain at the time. And so I think he was just, for us, for Scooby and I, it was a, it was a way for us to get closer and to trust Uh and to really see. And I don't think that's, what's so interesting about rescues. When you get a puppy or you get a purebred puppy or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a blank slate. Right. But when you get an older rescue, that's two or three years old, that has been through a lot in their life there's trauma that you don't even know about. Yeah. And it's just trying to learn the best way to deal with that particular dog. Mm-hmm. Learn, the dog needs to learn that you love them and that they have value and purpose, and which he discovered. And I can just see so many similarities with us as people. Yeah, we're born as a blank slate, but the blank slate doesn't usually last real long. Right. And God kind of wants to take us, you know, back to that you know the old-fashioned etch-a-sketch you know Uh where you shake it and the the drawing goes away yeah Um, isn't that kind of how it was with Scooby in a way I think so too and I think dogs have amazing ability to let things go and live in the now and just you know when they have a person or a family or something that they're connected to you know they live for that Mm -hmm. and that's what they look to for everything and so he knows that I'll do everything to protect him and I know that he's going to do everything to protect me and it's just everything that happened to him before doesn't matter and he's a part of our family now and we're so grateful for him. Well and you kind of touched this on this too about how the dogs are forgiving. You made a really interesting comment about 
dogs don't have egos. What do you think that means for them as dogs? Well, our egos for people get in the way of so much, especially our relationship with God. And dogs don't really have that ego. I mean, they it doesn't matter what's happened. They want to be with you. They want to love you. They're in they're just it's not something that's getting in the way of them living and it's not something that's getting in the way of them being happy and fulfilled and so many times we are our own worst enemy you know we're what's getting in between our relationship with god or our families or our friends because of of our ego and you know there's a reason that jesus came into the world as he did and there's a reason he was very humble and loving because, you know, when I think of Jesus, I think of somebody that didn't have an ego about things um, and didn't have those flaws. And that's what made him perfect because he didn't he didn't have that flaw. And I, I see that similarity with dogs. They don't have that ego that gets in the way of their relationship. And so many times our um, lack of humility really can build some walls between us and other people, for example. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think, you know, my dog's really helped me. Whatever happened that day or whatever's gone on, I come home and I let it go. Uh-huh. I look at my dogs and they're just happy to see me and there's they remind me daily to not hold on to things and because I can't I can't be at my best if I'm holding on to things. That is so true. I think one of the biggest things in life is to learn how to let go and how to forgive and so many times it causes such deep wounds in us that it can actually cause other problems too, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not immune from it. I mean, I certainly, I, tr- I try to recognize it uh-huh. and can't, you know, but those feelings are still there. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I don't have the ability like my dogs do to just not have that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, you know, that kind of segues into something else I wanted to ask you about because, you know, there is so much hurt in our world today. And unfortunately, you're kind of right in the middle of it. But as a DA, you all are doing something really cool in your office um, and also for the courthouse as a whole. Tell us about the new program you're going to be starting. So we are getting a facility dog. Um, We're in the process. We've done the application. Uh, One of my employees is going to be the handler for the dog and so she's done her home visits and her all of her applications. So we're kind of in this final stages where we're waiting to get matched and for her to go to training. So when we get this dog for us and especially for me, victims, it's really important for victims to feel like they're taken care of. Right. And to feel comfortable because there's no way to sugarcoat it. The criminal justice system is designed for the defendant and to protect the defendant. It's not designed to protect the victim. It's not designed to, it's more trauma, if you will. And so a lot of times my office and the people in my office, are the only people that these victims have an outlet and they're coming to our office a lot and we're trying to walk them through what can be a very long process and a very difficult process. And what we've noticed working with outside partners with therapy dogs, they really help children feel more at ease, if not even sometimes looking forward to coming to our office to see that dog. Um, and so there, I think it was incredibly important for us to get one of our own so that we had that dog there and that stability, not only for children, but for adults also. Mm-hmm. And those dogs can be on the witness stand where nobody can see him with that child um, so they feel more at ease because there's somebody there just for them and that was something that was very important to me for us to have and you know also for the courthouse to have a facility dog that's available but I'm very excited about it I think it's going to be you know so wonderful and I think it will really help our victims feel at ease and feel comfortable um, and know that 
we have someone there for them. We had one dog that we used, a big golden retriever that would come in. And for all of our child victims that testify, uh, we have them do their, their, their handprint. And we put them on canvases and we put it up on a wall. Um, and we had this one child that wanted, she wanted Roxy's paw print on her handprint. And oh, so, cool. so we've got Roxy's little um, paw print up there. And it's just something that dog's there for that child. And briefly will make the child forget what they're there for and, and why they have to go through probably one of the most difficult days of their life. Because imagine telling a room full of strangers the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to you and probably the most personal thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah, that's that's pretty unimaginable. Well, I'm excited to see how the program develops and maybe next year it'll be far enough along that you can come and tell us about how it worked out. Absolutely. Oh, that would to. be great. Well, um, Kendall County DA, Nicole Bishop, thank you so much for being with us today Absolutely. and sharing um, not only about what's happening in your office, but also... <laughs> that would be Tootsie. <laughs> yeah. But also your stories about Tootsie and Scooby and all your other wonderful dogs. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, before we leave, I have a little thought to ponder for you, and that is, how is your dog depending on you today? Maybe God wants you to depend on him the same way. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for show bonuses. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs and click follow. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. I'm Judith Rivers, who, along with my husband, Dwayne, formed the Rivers team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography to marketing and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com. Children's Story Time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4, this is Bernie Radio.